welcome to the Ride Life Podcast, a podcast dedicated to fitness and health for women mountain bikers, focusing in on the rider who wants to keep their body healthy, ride for fun, and feel stronger on their bike. I'm Liz, the host of this podcast. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, and I'm a level one mountain biking skills instructor. Before we get into today's episode, if you haven't checked out the Ride Life team, our monthly membership, you should. It's a fitness program helping you to empower your body, focusing on workouts for your level of strength, specifically for mountain biking ladies. Ladies that have just started these workouts are showing gains in just a couple weeks from bike balance and confidence on the trail. Check out the link through the episode notes below. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Mountain biking ladies, I haven't been live in here in a hot minute since I had a baby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here, right? I'm here live with Ash and Ash Zoltan, and I am super stoked about this. We are going to be talking about women's events, festivals, retreats, races, basically anything that's for us women as ladies and why it's so important. What makes you potentially nervous about going, helping talking about some of those and yeah, just bring the stoke. Ash, yeah. introduce yourself. Tell us more about you and why we got the goat on here talking about women's events. Absolutely. Well, uh, again, my name is Ash Zoltan, and I co-own a company with my partner, um, Rome Events. And we put on two, two kind of major events, Rome Fest, which is a multi-location mountain bike festival for women around the country couple times a year and we put on we partner with specialized and we put on a Rome rally demo tour um, which is just a, a series of really fun one day group rides on really awesome bikes and gear uh, with you know lunch and hangout and some workshops put into it um, and our company does do a few other events that we contract out for but generally speaking we're here to like build community, spread some stoke, uh, and get more women connected and enjoying playing bikes. Yeah, I love it. And so Ash is super well-versed in doing festivals, as you know, events, other things. And so she's, she knows about the struggle it is to, for some ladies to come to these events and to feel like they are involved and invited and supposed to be there as well as some other different barriers. So I don't really want to talk a little bit about some of those. Ash, what's one of the barriers? Also, side note, if you're on here listening via the YouTube, thanks for coming on. If you are here live in the Facebook group, say hi. I want to know that you're here. So does Ash. So we want to know that you're here. Talk to us during this conversation. That's what part of being live is, is that we can talk to you. And then if you're checking us out on the podcast, welcome. Glad that you stopped in. So tell us, Ash, what barriers that you think are pretty common for people not wanting to come to the events? Yeah, I mean, okay, so this one we actually have on our FAQ page because we hear it so often and it's either I'm not good enough to come to one of these events and I'm talking any event. This is across the board, whether it's a pro race series down to a community, you know, evening group ride. I'm not good enough or I'm not fit enough. Um, and I'm here to say with, with a few exceptions that those event organizers will let you know what the expectation is with a few exceptions, all of us are here to meet riders where they're at. So where they're at in terms of their skill level, where they're at in terms of their fitness level. Uh, in, in my experience, there are very few events out there that are not 
super opening, open and welcoming of, you know, riders of all shapes, sizes, abilities, fitness levels. Um, totally. And yeah, so I would just say like, everyone has that concern a lot, like almost everyone has that concern coming into the events. Uh, and then the other thing that we get a lot of is, I don't know if I want to come by myself. And I can't speak for all the events out there, but I know from our experience putting on at this point, we're probably hitting like the hundreds of marks of numbers of events. We usually have about a third of our participants coming solo and we call it flying solo. They're flying solo. Uh, and that's a really exciting part of our events for us because often those ladies will come to the event by themselves and leave with new friends and new networks and communities and folks to go ride with. So that's actually like something I encourage ladies to come by themselves because there's a lot of ladies coming by themselves and it's great to get them all connected. Totally. I, I think my parents actually do this the best. They go on different river trips. They go on different trips, like overseas trips. I forgot what company they go with. But anyways, they always come back with more friends. Totally. And in the summertime or the winter, they're like, oh yeah, we're going to go out to such and such's house. I'm like, who's that? And they're like, oh, we met them on this trip. Right? Oh, we met yeah. them on this trip. And yeah. it basically gives you a network of places that you can go and visit or okay. other people that want to go and do fun things with you. Right. And I was just going to say that, that like, it's a win-win because either you're meeting someone who lives somewhere that you can go visit and like try out their trails and see what their network and their community is like, or you meet, I, we have women all the time who meet other women who they ride the same trails. They live in the same town. They have never met before. And, and then they meet at our events and then they end up being riding, riding buddies after. And it's, it's a pretty cool thing to see. And it happens all the time at our events. It's spectacular. I mean, people do it in this Facebook group. I think yeah. uh, there was a lady named Sue. She commented on one of my previous posts was like thank you so much for this group I found an awesome riding buddy from it right we've been out like she helped me do this one drop that I've been working on and that was just in an online community right right much less like actually meeting people in person absolutely <laughs> yeah and then you get to kind of you get to really see how their their riding style is how their pacing is you know and you you get to kind of hone in on those folks who are like great compliments to your riding style and the way that you like to ride for so, sure I mean yeah. that's what it all is is community connection that's what brings a lot of us together is that we ride bikes definitely that's what this entire Facebook group is, is that we're <laughs> women and riding bikes <laughs> Heck yeah absolutely I love it so Ash kind of talk me through a little bit about what Rome Fest actually is and like why why you made that as a brainchild of yours yeah yeah so a bit of a throwback to origin origin story right of uh -huh. so i used to work in the bike industry doing uh, a demo tour so similar to the demo tour that we do but kind of without the design or the input of of how a more broad group of non-traditional writers would like to show up in in these spaces mm -hmm. um and so I realized myself personally, I didn't really love racing, um, which is really ironic because I put on races um, and I really love putting on races and I love volunteering. I don't like riding in the race as much. I don't like getting timed basically. Like it stresses me out too much, bikes are way too much fun. Um, and then I also 
had gone to a, a bunch of clinics and I was a coach and I love clinics and I, I was so inspired by the community aspect and the community building and how much fun spending a day writing with other women was, but I'm a head case and I didn't love like the coaching element, receiving coaching. Um, even though we're the hugest, we're the biggest fans. We think everyone should go do clinics because they're so helpful. But me personally, I'm like, okay, I can't do this all the time. And that was really the only two things that were available back in 2015. It was clinics and races. And that was it. There was nothing in between. Mm -hmm. And so with my, I have an event management degree and I've been an adventure tour guide for, you know, decades at this point, almost two decades. Um, and I was just like, wouldn't it be really cool to put on events that were kind of like adventurous and didn't have the stress or, you know, the pressure of performance at mm -hmm. a clinic or at a race. And so that kind of oh, is wow. how Rome events came about. So just the idea of let's take all these aspects of racing and clinics and like cherry pick just like the bike party out of them, basically. <laughs> and so we, we started putting on, you know, weekend adventure retreats and we started Rome Fest in 2017 with kind of the added idea of connecting brands, all these bike brands who were really eager to connect with women and get their feedback and design for them and around them and all the unique things that come along with diff different groups, right? Like there's so many different writers out there and we all have our preferences. And so starting Rome Fest was, you know, had a couple reasons behind it, but one of the big ones was getting brands in front of women and women in front of brands so that they could actually hear that feedback um, and see how women interact with one another and enjoy riding bikes. Cause it does look a little different than traditional mountain biking. Um, and yeah, so we started that in 2017 with one festival in Sedona and we have expanded to three festivals now, um, Knoxville, Tennessee, Fruita, Colorado, and going back to our flagship location in Sedona. And then since then we've added the Rome, Rome rally demo tour, which we partner with specialized bicycles and a few other brands to kind of take that Rome fest party and condensing it into one day and just taking those like little mini bike parties around the country so that folks who maybe don't have the ability to get out to the festivals can kind of still have the Rome experience. I love that. It, yeah. I love how you guys bring people together and it's so much about community and having fun playing on bikes. I think there's a lot of pressure that comes in with biking that we need to be fit. We need to be doing all of these different things, but we actually just need to play. There's so yeah. many other things in life that stress <laughs> us the heck out. Yeah, bikes are fun. Yes, we should play on them. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I, I have to say in terms of, you know, we've been using this, we've been saying this word community over and over again and something that I feel really privileged to have been able to step into a space more recently as Rome's been established and we kind of have some like clout behind us mm -hmm. is using that opportunity to elevate other folks, which is like the whole reason why we reached out to you, Liz, is I was like, you know, People ask us all the time, what should, like, what should I be doing? How should I get sponsored? How do I, where do I go to go to events? I can't come to Rome Fest. What should I do? And so, you know, as somebody who's in a position where folks are listening to us, it's so important to me. And I feel so privileged to be able to, to take an opportunity to really shed some light and elevate some other folks who are doing 
bike events or just simply being themselves doing rad things out in the community. So it's exciting for me to be here being able to chat with you about all these things. Uh, I feel crazy that I've actually been put into this position. I mean, I just started this Facebook group. I guess it was, it was 2019. I started this in like February and there's 25,000 ladies in here. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is I'm, I did the quick math of all, I, all these events here. I'll show you this again, my notes on all the events. Um, and I did some quick math and I'm like, you know, at most of all of these events sell out, that's like a couple thousand ladies that could be in attendance of these events. And so I really wanted to use this as an opportunity of saying, you know, to the folks watching, listening, following in your group, like, A, go to these events because they're rad. I mean, I, I don't know that I've seen an unsuccessful mountain bike event because you just, it's real hard to do events with mountain bikes unsuccessfully because they're just fun. It's like pretty simple formula, you know, go ride bikes, <laughs> make sure people aren't hungry and they have something to drink. Easy. Um, yeah. And so I was thinking part of this too, and, and part of my purpose with being on here is to kind of call out the folks who maybe have done this research, tried to find an event in their area, tried to find an event that excites them about how they like to go play bikes and maybe it doesn't exist yet. And so yep. to those people, I say all the events in existence only cover a couple thousand people. Let's have enough events that all 25,000 people following you can go to, which means the folks listening, get excited, just go do it. There's not really, there's not a playbook. It's just whatever, find something that excites you um, and go do it. And it can start small. It can start as small as having an after work group ride in your local community. It can be as big as starting a, a two day enduro race. It can be as huge as doing a three day mountain bike festival. Um, yeah. But I just, I, I think there is space. Like I, I just, I believe very much so in all ships rise. Like I love people asking if we get, they'll, they'll tell us like, Hey, this event is happening, which there are two massive mountain bike events happening the same weekend as our festival. And I'm like, rad, our festival sells out. It is in Tennessee. That is hard to get to for the vast majority of the riders out there. So I, I love that I see multiple events happening all over the country and the world on the same weekend, because there is no possible way that we could hit a limit on the number of events available to people. So to the people who are like, sounds cool. I would love to do this. I say, please go for it. Yes. Like we need more mountain bike events for non-traditional riders. And I think even for traditional riders. Um, so that's what, that's what like gets me excited is I love seeing new events out there and people trying new things and, and building that community through fun experiences. Yeah, totally. All of that. And as you talk about community, I think that's important to note, like this isn't just like the typical looking person, right? You know, like this expands past that. And it's where from other cultures, from other backgrounds, from other points of views that you can come and connect together. Cause I think that's important of how we've been disconnected from each other with mm -hmm. COVID mm -hmm. and also just life and society and you stay in your yeah. little bubble, yeah. but it gives you that opportunity to connect over to different people with different backgrounds. Absolutely. And the more that we talk to people with different backgrounds, the more acceptance we have across that. Absolutely. And also makes us more comfortable with those conversations yeah. too. Yeah. And I think that, I think that there is definitely space 
for those intermediary steps as well. So I think like uh, Kaylee Kornhauser and Marley Blonsky have done a great job with all bodies on bikes where, you know, they're clearly serving a population of bigger bodied riders and, and creating a safe, a really safe space. Cause right. What's like the safest space that you can step into. You go find people who maybe look like you or, or have the same cultural background as you. So I don't think there's anything wrong with kind of honing in on those specific groups and have it and encourage, I encourage people, like if you, if you feel other different or you have this, this unique part of your culture, your community that you're really excited about. And you think that there's maybe other people out there who need to find that connection as well. I think it's great that we have these specific groups like Aisha, Aisha Mike Gowan doing like the, a quick brown fox. And she's doing a lot of programming specifically for black women. Black women do, but like black girls do bike. I mean, there's, there's definitely a space and I encourage those specific yeah. groups to like find each other, build that community within their group. But also what I love so much about Rome Fest is that we're big enough that exactly to your point, there is definitely a space and a place. And I, I think it's so important for those communities to come together as well, mostly because it's just fun. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think it, 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 bikes are such a beautiful way to bridge those gaps and build community and, and really connect on like the 90% of things that we probably all agree on, um, through bikes. I think it's a, I think it's an amazing tool. Uh, yes, it's a fantastic and, platform. And as we've said multiple times in this conversation alone, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's really, it's hard for, and if it's not fun, you're probably doing it wrong. I have to say, I went on a ride yesterday and there is, and, and this is, and this is another thing that I hear a lot about women's like, yeah, it's just not that fun. Like I ride with my husband, boyfriend, partner, most often, right. It's like a husband, boyfriend, but this does happen. I think with groups of friends or same sex couples as well. Like my wife is a professional, literally a professional mountain biker. She coaches for the USA Olympic development team. Um, luckily she's very patient with me cause we do not ride at the same pace or skill level at all. Like even a little bit. Um, but she's been a great riding partner and I do recognize that that's not always the case. And we ran into it yesterday on a ride. Um, very nice gentleman, fully kitted out, like, uh, just smashing pedals on the trail going mock chicken. And then, you know, his wife would come up like however and, and she just is on the struggle bus she looked miserable mm. like she did not look like she was having any fun and we jokingly told her like you should just let him go right and come right with us because <laughs> like um uh, and we see that so often that ladies you know we all have many of us get into writing from a guy like i got into writing from a coworker and some of us have great experiences with that. And some of us don't have great experiences of not getting in with the right ride group or partner. Um, and again, going back to these events, go to events, go to the ladies Wednesday night group ride in your community um, and find the folks that you do enjoy riding with because it should be fun. And if it's not, it should fun, be. I don't think you're doing it right. What's funny is I got my husband back into riding. There you go. It does so not I right. Say, I, saved the other way around like, too. I saved up for like a year once I graduated PT school and I was like, I'm getting myself another bike. I want to go ride again. Yeah. And Matt, my husband was like, okay, that's odd. We're what, what are kayakers? We do a lot of this stuff. And I was like, yeah. I'm getting myself a bike again. <laughs> I want to go ride. 
And so I saved up for like a year after I graduated school and I bought myself a bike one weekend. I told him, I was like, I want to go look at bikes this weekend. He's like, you going to buy one? I was like, yeah, <laughs> I saved up my money. I'm going to go buy myself a bike. And, <laughs> and we went and looked at, a, looked at bikes. I bought bike. And then the next day he's like, I need to buy a bike. <laughs> like, you don't want to get left behind, do you? And he's like, no, you're going to go ride. I need to go ride. Yeah. And I think it is, it is such a great thing to do with your partner, your friends, your cohort, you know, it's such a great thing to do together. I think within the, within the understanding that like, we should all be riding at a comfortable pace on trails that we're comfortable with. And, and, and I will say there is definitely something to be said to riding with folks who are better than you or more fit with than you. Um, But I think there's a fine balance of, you know, learning from them and having a positive experience with that and just like, you know, killing yourself trying to keep up. <laughs> yep. And that being okay. said, that goes back to like some of our events on these, some of these events, like you're with Rome, like there's different levels of rides. And so mm-hmm. you can go and ride your pace. Yeah. Um, but the one that I'm doing a retreat at the end of April, like I've said, it's like what the kind of the fitness level is of it. And so you can make it that decision based on that you know that we're going to have a fun day and it's going to be a good time out there but again it's not racing like we're not out there to just hammer out the miles through it we're out there to enjoy and have a good time and with that camaraderie together absolutely and I think that as an event organizer and for the folks who are thinking about like putting on an event or starting a group I think that the best piece of unsolicited advice I have for people is just be really clear about what your event is and what it's not. And don't be afraid to, you know, have a very specific target demographic. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it's just really important to be really clear about who your event is not for. So for a perfect example is our festival in Sedona is not for beginner riders. And we are very clear about that. Like if you do not have a pretty decent, you know, skill set and fitness level, like you're just not going to be set up for success in Sedona. And because we aren't a skills clinic, like we're here to just go ride. Mm -hmm. It just, it, it's safer. A, like that's my biggest thing is it's just safer to have ladies who have some experience under their belt and know how to ride in those technical conditions. Um, It's more fun for everybody there because we're all kind of in the same skill set fitness level. Um, and, and it's honestly just time management on a big event, right? There's a thousand moving pieces. And as an event organizer, it's really challenging when I send a group out to do a trail and one group finishes it in an hour and a half, and then maybe a beginner goes out and it might take them five or six hours to do the same exact trail. And that's just, you know, for a number of reasons, problematic. And so as an event organizer, I would say don't be afraid to put parameters on on any end of that spectrum, right? Like this event mm-hmm. is for beginners. This event is for everybody because that that yeah. exists as well. You can do that. Um, but it is hard to be everything to everybody. And so I don't, I think again, encouraging like me being on my pedestal, like saying like people need to start more mountain bike events. It's like if we have events that are for beginners. We have more events that are for more experienced riders only. We have more events that are for the fun duro, fun races. We have more events for the hardcores. Then there's something for everybody. And I think mm-hmm. the struggle right now, and especially post pandemic, 
because they're like 2019 man the the like things were just happening and then all of a sudden all of these events disappeared and I think they're slowly trickling back and I'm just really excited a to see the events from back in the day coming back in full force and better than ever which is so exciting but also to see all these other events popping up that really serve specific writing populations and I and I just I want to see more of it I think it's so exciting I definitely agree so whenever I get contacted sometimes about doing different promotions in the group because I don't allow a lot of it just Mm -hmm. to make it not a bulletin board group and right bring in more personal connections in it I always tell the person like start that Facebook group Mm -hmm. like if you if you build a Facebook group and you are active in there and you think about the community coming first, then it will build itself and people yeah. will help each other. Yeah. And that's how you get more people. Like I hardly ever comment on a lot of that. A lot of the posts that are in here, there's like 40 posts a day. It's yeah. unreal. And some of them have hundreds of comments. I read yes. them. I don't know if you know this. I actually read through comments on your group quite often. And when I hear or see things, that I can go to the bike industry and tell them I do it all the time. Like I'll read comments and I'll have a meeting with, you know, specialized or I'll have a meeting with SRAM or I'll have a meeting with somebody. And if they're, and I'm going through those posts. So I definitely encourage the ladies to continue having those conversations on there because people are paying attention and people like me are making sure that the information's getting getting like passed (laughs) up. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. About just even with all those comments, like there's so much helpful information. Yes, there's going to be not as helpful information to the internet that happens. Just yeah. like if you had like a group of people, but for the most part in this particular Facebook group, I wanted it to make it a supportive place. I've wanted it for people to help each other. And I hear it all the time. I get messages all the time. Like this is the most safe environment. And like people will say it on their posts. Like, I feel like this is a safe place. I can ask this. Yeah. And that's a key component to one, getting the bike industry a look. It's also a key component of getting other answers and mm-hmm. feeling heard, Yeah, which a lot of us don't get a lot of times, especially if we're a little bit more segmented out in our, our own personal one-on-one community, Yeah, you know, but it, that's what builds other events. And as you build events, build groups, build anything that somebody can join being specific to what you want, just as you just said, is it for hardcore enduros? Is it for fun enduros? Is it for intermediate riders, beginner riders? Being specific within that helps people understand, do I fit within that that parameter? Mm-hmm. And if I do, I'm probably gonna have more fun. Totally, totally, right? And and as an event designer, organizer, like you can, you can just really hone in on what that event experience is. Again, you're not trying to be everything to everybody. Um, and I will say, so on this, you know, bulletin board, we get asked a lot, like, how do I find out about events? And I have to say, just from doing my own, because I'm trying to always have my finger on the pulse, like what's going on. And it is really hard. So I have like kind of twofold things. One, as event organizers, as nerdy as it is, but like building out your event webpage or however you're building event, putting the right SEOs in, like you should always have tags, keywords of like women's mountain bike, women's mountain bike race, women, like use those keywords and in those SEO search engine optimization metrics. Like it is so important because I will stumble across events and I'm like, how did this not show up in my Google search? 
Like I will search a very specific thing, like women's enduro in Tennessee and nothing will show up. And I'm like, I know that there is a women's enduro happening in Tennessee. Like what is this? And it's because like the SEO is not set up right on the website. So I would say like as an event organizer, you know, it's, it's hard because often most of us, I'm very lucky and I'm one of the few people that this is my full-time job putting on women's mountain mm-hmm. bike events. I think I'm one of like, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one out there that gets to do this. Um, but most, most event organizers are doing it as a passion project, you know, yeah, outside their day job. So I would say, you know, reach out to your community. We were really lucky. We had a participant who that's her job is like search engine. Often. She like does that. Mm-hmm. And she offered to us, Hey, would you like me to look over your website? Make sure that this is so like find those people um, and make sure that when people are searching for your event, that they have an ability to find it. And then what is neat, and this has been talked about, I'm sure this is no news to you that people have always talked about, like, we should have a directory. Like, how do you find, you know, we should have this like directory. So Pearl Azumi is actually putting that one together right now. I don't know if you've heard about this. I have, I actually, yeah. my, re- my retreat that's at the end of April is added to that. Awesome. Um, also side note, I usually post a, I usually have a post at the top of this page. If you look through like the featured and it will say like spring events or summer events, or Mm -hmm. if you have, if you know an event, if you have an event, post it, like comment in that post. Like that's my hope (laughs) is that we have like a, a single post that has a bunch of comments underneath of it. So people can scroll through and be like, I wonder if there's any in my area. And like, as you, comment put location put type and then tag a website or tag a facebook event that's about it yeah yeah so people so, people can click on it and right? hope that it's like a mini directory totally yeah of this yeah and it sounds like so yeah that like that uh women's i think it's like women women empowers the pearl Zumi thing i just discovered recently that pink bike has a a group ride chapter directory or club mountain bike club Hmm. chapter directory that's um by state so that that resource i think that there's a lot of clubs that are not added to that so i'm saying if if somebody is in a club and is not on that list on pinkbike.com that's another resource for folks to find their clubs Um, and then i go down the rabbit hole on instagram all the time so i will like find somebody that's doing something somewhere and i will go look at who they follow and go through their followers and and it's pretty incredible how much information on what's going on in the bike yeah, world. Yeah, the social connections yeah, for that. you can do through that social media. So, oh my gosh, awesome. so many opportunities. Perfect. Also, if anybody's listening to this, either YouTube or podcast or right now live, if you have an event, go find it on the featured and put it underneath that post. Yeah. Like I always tag people into it to be like, put it here. This is where I want like a running list of like fun things to do that most of them are not mine. Also side note, there's at the end of March, there's a women's performance summit I'm involved with that's about women's athletes. Awesome. Um, Feisty. I don't know if you've heard of Feisty Feisty at all. Yeah. Feisty later this week. (laughs) Feisty media is putting it on and there's some great speakers in there. They're going to be talking about women's nutrition, women's, athletics and like motor working out stuff I'm going to be part of that part the mental health side of it and so much more within that that's going to happen I think the 
March 26th, 27th, 28th, or 25th, 26th, 27th, one of those two. Yeah. Um, if you want information, I've posted that also in that same event post. Absolutely. Yeah. I have so oh. many more things to talk about, but I'm looking at the time and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> what's your big, what's your biggest thing you want to talk about next, Ash? Um, I think, uh, on the event. Okay. So people ask me about like, how do you put on events, right? A professional event planner. This, I would love to give away our secret sauce that is not secret at all. I want everybody to know it. And it is basically, the things we've already talked about in a nutshell are find your target, like find out what it is that you're passionate about and what you want to do and the experience that you want, but haven't been able to find. So like, right. That's like your why of why you're putting on the event. Um, obviously get permission. You know, once you find your site, like have your permits, all those like boring things that just check the list. But the biggest thing on successful events for me is that people are not hungry. So have some, you don't necessarily have to feed them, but just have a plan and, and plan for and design around people not being hungry. Um, make sure that they have something to drink. It does not necessarily have to be alcohol, although sometimes like fun drinks liven up the party, but just literally water. Like I can't tell you how many events I've gone to that they just simply like didn't make a plan for people to have water to drink. Um, so as simple as that, food, water. And then we always say the music never stops. And that's just to say, have an intention behind the vibe and it doesn't mean that music has to be on the whole time but it's just that's kind of like an analogy for have an intention behind the vibe and make sure that you're staying true to that and not getting sidetracked by all the things you could be to everybody but like have an intention on like what is the vibe for this event is it you know is it to elevate and empower each other is it just to go have a good time is it mm -hmm. to develop a skill set is it to get better at racing is it to you know have your vibe make sure the music doesn't get turned off <laughs> I love it um you love and it. I really think like if people just stuck to those basic things of just like make sure people aren't hungry make sure they're not thirsty and keep the music running keep that vibe going um that's really the, the formula for for an event like it, it doesn't have to be too much more complicated than than that setting those totally intentions. um yeah. And then I did want to, I just kind of, I have a quick, I have like this list of events going on and things going on that I think folks, again, we get asked a lot, like, where can I find these events? Data um, girl. Absolutely. So we, even though we do not, we don't use the C word here at Rome. So we don't do co coaching. We don't do clinics at our events. We are massive fans. Like, like I have attended, I, I can't even, I have lost count of how many clinics um, and camps that I have attended because I just, I think they're amazing. They're actually the foundation of why we started Rome was that community and camaraderie. And if you have better skills, you're having more fun on your bike, period. So going out and doing clinics and I know ladies all ride the Norco dirt series. Um, I mean, there's so many, those are the two like big, big ones you get, you can get more regionally sweet lines in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, if you, that's one thing that if you do Google often will show up. Um, awesome side do, note. Yes. If, if somebody has a coaching business coaching yeah. thing, I have a skills coach directory on my website and awesome. it's, it's gotten hit a ton with SEO. People actually visit that more than they do yeah. the rest of my site. <laughs> It's, people, it's such a great, it's such a great thing. Like we all need it. We all need yes. it. And anybody who thinks they don't is delusional. Like we all right. need coaching. <laughs> so if you are a coach, you know, a coach, you know, of a, of a 
of a new upcoming business, I put people up there for free. I don't get anything in return. I just want people to know about things in their area better. And that's something that's going to be like more of a staple and stay versus like an event thing. Totally. I haven't decided if I'm going to do the vending yet. The idea oh, yeah, is not, up there. It's okay. You already do a lot, Liz. <laughs> no, I would say, I would say the number one investment, if you are, if you are, you know, you have a, a limited amount of funding to put into your biking experience, what, like my recommendation to put that, invest that money into uh, is, is getting some coaching. Honestly, mm -hmm. like before you come to my festival, before you go to some other race, before you go spend money anywhere, I would say invest some money in some coaching because you will actually have more fun on your bike when you get those yeah. fundamental skills or advanced skills, right? If you're trying to, yep. to move beyond the basics. Um, cannot speak enough to how awesome I think coaching is. And, and it's as much as I'm a head case, I'm so grateful. <laughs> That I, that I got some pointers um, because let me tell you, there is a lot of really terrible advice out there uh, from, from folks who are, you know, not trained to, to yep. be giving <laughs> the correct advice on how we yep. should maybe think about riding our bikes. Um, yep. Also, there's a few companies that are really investing in women's mountain bike experiences. So the, the two obvious ones, Juliana Bicycles, which is a women's bike brand, Live Cycling, women's bike brand. Um, they both you know, Juliana has the ride out series that I know from being insider knowledge they are putting together. It's not up on their website right now, but that is going to be coming down the channel. Um, and then same thing with, with live live, not only sponsors, a bunch of women's events, series, what have you, um, writers, people doing cool things, but they also have a full-time demo crew that their job is to drive vans full of bikes. I used to do it around the country. Um, to, to, you know, get ladies opportunities to go do some fun events. So Liv is doing that. Pivot just launched their Sunset Shred series, which is another women's specific demo. Um, very party vibes, like just go out, have, go on a ride, have something to eat, have something to drink afterwards, connect with one another, which is really cool to see these companies recognizing that's a great opportunity um, to connect folks with their brand, which, you know, as business, like you've got to have a why behind what you're doing, but also like, there's just really fun events and they're really well funded, which I think is huge that the bike industry is starting to see, you know, that demographic is something worth funding, something as big as a demo tour with. Yep. Um, obviously specialized, we're doing a demo. They have their own demo tour that goes around the country, but they also partner with us. And we, I mean, it's just like, a, it's a roving bike party tons of fun. Um, and then you can get into, you know, the, the continuous outfitters, DNK presents, which is in the Midwest, Kate and Danielle, amazing event experiences. And she's dope too, based out of Utah. They put on awesome experience. They do a rendezvous, which is this three-day massive, not just bike specific, but hiking, paddle boarding, tons of stuff with that. Um, get into racing the Sturdy Dirty Enduro series. There's in women's Enduros happening. I mean, Canada's got it going on. There's a lot going on in Canada. A lot of event, awesome. women's events, hot on your heels. Um, Australia's got a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, online, I know that Aisha McGowan is putting on um, a summit. I think it's called the Abundance Summit. That's actually coming up here pretty quick, beginning of April. And that's kind of neat to see that, that there's you know, ways for broader community groups to connect. Um, down in Fayetteville, the Bike Pot Group, 
B Apple is putting that together. That's a really exciting group that's putting people of color and giving them opportunity and accessibility to get on bikes. Um, the Gallon Girls Mountain Bike Festival over in Wales, those guys are, or excuse me, in England, those guys are hilarious. The Sisters Send Festival is happening the same weekend as Rome Fest Knoxville. That's in Wales. I mean, there's things happening all over the place. I love it. Clearly, I'm excited about it. I love um, it. I love this list just keeps going on. It does. I mean, like, and I, I could keep going, but I mean, the, the point is, is that there is a lot going on at this point in this day and age we kind of got to go looking for it. It's, we're not quite at the point that these events are just ubiquitous and easy to find, which, you know, clearly we're working on with, you know, people like you putting directories together and ProLazumi recognizing that that's a need and putting a directory together. Um, and then I would also say as event organizers, like put those press releases out. They don't have to be super complicated, like get a photo, send out a press release, um, get that on Pinkbike, Beta Mountain Bike now is, is a resource. Um, and that's a great way too for folks to be able to figure out what you're doing. For sure, for sure. Ash, thanks so much Absolutely. for coming on here with me. I am stoked. By the way, I'm gonna be at the Knoxville Rome Fest hanging out with my little 10 by 10 booth. So Absolutely. if you're there, I'd love to actually meet people in person. I am super jazzed about it yeah. and just, that Knoxville is a place where you can ride e-bikes, adaptive riding, that it encompasses more people that can come there and enjoy the trails together. Absolutely. It makes me really happy. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say a just quick plug on that, our next phase of ticket sales go uh, on sale March 20th, which is the weekend. So um, yeah, stick that on your calendar. Um, and I'll go ahead before you ask, I'll just say, if you wanna come check us out, um, you can follow us on Instagram at this is Rome. Our website is also thisisrome.com. If you pretty much put this is Rome into the internet, you find, you know, whatever, whatever way to find us. Um, yeah. And if you're an event organizer, somebody that's looking to do events, I would love like shoot us an email. Hello at this is Rome. Um, we've got a whole team of community builders and Stoke fillers uh, to, to get more folks out building community and riding bikes. And it's something we're really privileged and happy to do. I love it. I love it so much. Also, random shameless plug, if you are wanting to go to some of these and you want your fitness level to be up, I'm doing an accountability challenge that's going to start. Uh, we're going to go live with the sale, I think, on Friday. And the challenge is going to be for two weeks with through the Ride Life team, which is my fitness building membership. So I'm stoked about that. And we have our retreat. We still have some, a couple of spots left in our, our women retreat at the end of April. That's awesome. going to be Go just <laughs> yoga and riding and just four days of fun. Awesome. It's more for the intermediate level because I didn't want to pop into Pisco a little bit. Yeah. Oh my gosh. On the riding there, it is, it is top three locations that we, we ride all over the country and we just cannot get enough of the Brevard Asheville. I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah. I think it's going to be, be freaking great. So Thank you so much. I really love, this is part of my passion of bringing community together, supportive, and I've always loved what you guys have put out for Rome. Well, thanks. Yeah, all ships rise, more ladies on bikes. We're into it. <laughs> for sure. I, if you like this on YouTube, I'd love to know that you did. If you thought this was great podcast, write a review, it'd be fantastic for showing and getting to other people. And also if you're listening live, I'd love to know that, that you pop through and that you 
hung out with us. Bye y'all. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Ride Life podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, please subscribe below. And also, if you want to empower your body, if you want to feel stronger on your bike and you need more direction of what to do or how to do it, if you need to understand how to actually use your core better, check out the monthly membership, the Ride Life team, in the episode notes below. You won't be disappointed. Take care and happy riding.